0: Estás. Uh, mi nombre es Nosa Iare. Uh, bienvenido Culture Class Podcast. Uh, estoy aquí con mi amigo uh, Natalie Arvidsen. Uh, did I get that right? <laughs> yes,
1: you did. Okay. Uh, Hola, Nosa. Muchas gracias por tenerme aquí. Mi oh, nombre es Natalie Arvidsson.
0: Ar Arvidsson, right? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm learning Spanish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Arvidsson is not really Spanish, but not really. No, um, my great grandfather was Swedish. Oh, gotcha. So gotcha. Is, okay,
0: okay, that makes European. sense. European, okay. Yeah. Okay, welcome guys uh, to another edition of our Culture Class Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we get to talk with uh, different people with interesting backgrounds, uh, kind of like learn about other cultures and uh, build that bridge between cultures. And I was just practicing Spanish there mm-hmm. for a little bit because um, my guest today is Natalie Arvidsen uh, and she is from El Salvador. Welcome, Natalie, to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Good, Nata. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. As usual, uh, we are recording uh, from the library this time actually uh, from the campus of American University here in Washington DC and hopefully we can get this recording done with just in time because I see a couple of people setting up for some kind of concert uh, yeah. in the quad outside so yeah we don't want music you know interfering with the sound but hey Natalie yeah. where do we start where do we start can we start from your home country i mean i know you mentioned uh your grandfather was from sweden uh i'm guessing both your parents are el salvadorian is that the right word el salvadorian um
1: yes salvadorian
0: or salvadorian yeah gotcha gotcha so yeah how was it like um growing up in el salvador
1: yeah i mean it was pretty nice i mean i was born and raised in el salvador my father's side was more European. My great-grandfather was Swedish, but then my grandfather was French. Mm. And then he came to El Salvador and married my grandmother. Wow. So that's how that side of the family came over. And then my mom is more Latina, like she's more around the area. She's, she has some Honduran in her as well. Gotcha. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like I had a really nice childhood um, I had a, I have a, a couple of cousins, and I don't know, my childhood was very much like being around family, and yeah, I mean, also my school, like, we went from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, so all the people I, I was with when I was little, like, they were, like, lifelong friends, so I still have a lot of friends in El Salvador, and I mean, I love going back, I love the food, we have... The beach super close. It's like one hour away from the city, yeah, yeah. and then we have a lake also, kind of like another another half hour away. So everything is pretty close by and. I just really
0: like the tropics as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, um, South, uh, I'm sorry, Central America. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, forgive me for saying that. Um, I I was actually talking to you just before the podcast on on how I discovered uh, El Salvador was in Central America. Mm -hmm. Because um, before now, um, before I watched uh, Narcos on Netflix, Mm -hmm. I think I was watching uh, Narcos and about the story of... um, Pablo, and I was, you know, kind of like flying drugs, and, you know, he would land somewhere in Central America before he parachuted to the U.S., and that was how I discovered that there was actually Central America, but before now it was just like North America, South America. But, yeah, you, you mentioned your school. Uh, is that Escuela Americana?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I,
0: I try to do a little bit of research on my guests um, before I interview them, but, yeah, tell, tell me about Tell me about that exactly, because it to me, it seems... Esqu- there's Americana there, so I'm guessing it's like some kind of international...
1: Yeah, so American school. So in El Salvador, there's a couple of international schools. We have the British school, the German school, the French school, and the American school. Mm. And pretty much you learn... I mean, all of my classes were in English, and like from like little up until separate, except, except Spanish, obviously. But, gotcha. So, yeah, I... I grew up kind of like in the like American system. We had to take the SATs and all that sweet stuff. (laughs) Wow! But um, it was I really liked it because I got to learn really well a second language. But then the Spanish class was really strong as well. And then you speak Spanish in your house and with your friends anyway. And even like in classes, even though it was like in English, like you were still speaking Spanish. So you get to have both languages really well. I still had a very thick accent when I moved to the United States, so definitely living here for a couple of years definitely has made my accent less intense. (laughs)
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And um, talking about speaking Spanish, uh, that's also something uh, I want you to probably... Teach me <laughs> during okay. this podcast yeah. episode because, uh, yeah, I'll probably be interested in learning a few words of Spanish. I mean, I know the basic stuff, like, como estás? Mi nombre es? okay. <laughs> How are you? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, um, what's the what's Spanish sentence you can teach me right now off the top? Um, I don't know. How do I say, um, hey guys, listen to the episode um, in Spanish, maybe?
1: Okay. Hola amigos, escuchen este episodio.
0: Hola amigos es hi friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, hi friends.
0: And uh, what, what was the second one? Um, hola
1: amigos,
0: escuchen
1: este episodio. So
0: here, es, Escucho. ajá, Escuche, uh-huh, escuchen este episodio. E- escucho en esta episodio. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, 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 no problem. So uh, when next I'm in South America, yeah. <laughs> watch out, watch out, watch out. I'm coming, I'm coming. And, uh, yeah, so you touched on um, schooling in El Salvador and uh, kind of, like, having coming from a a family that was partly European and partly Spanish. And right now you're living in the U.S. So you kind of, like, have touched on different cultures kind of, like, growing up,
1: right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like at first... Now I see it as a blessing. Before, I I found it kind of difficult to kind of understand where I belonged. Because even though I'm from El Salvador, people always in El Salvador thought I was more European or American, so they would speak to me in English. I was like, no, 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 I speak Spanish. And then when I'm in the U.S., with my accent, people were like, oh, where are you from? So at first, I felt like, where am I from? But now I feel like it's just so cool to have so many kind of cultures being able to have touch so many cultures and have that be just in my day-to-day life i feel so blessed
0: gotcha gotcha i mean uh, it is a blessing especially in the world we live in today and i, I relate to what you're saying not personally but, but i have a friend who's uh part indian and part um pakistani and you know he talks about it a lot that hey you know the few times he's gone home to his mother's side, like to India, like everyone looks as him looks at him as a U.S. citizen. It's like, oh, you're American, you know, whatever, whatever. But immediately he gets back to America, yeah. he becomes Indian, yeah. <laughs> Pakistani. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, where exactly yeah, yeah. do I fit? But um, with the way the world is going today, um, I mean. Um, there's something to benefit from every culture, and, uh, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, actually, because these are conversations I'm just interested you know, in other culture. I like to say this a lot, that, hey, we all belong to the same race as the human race. Definitely. Yeah, we may do things differently, but there's certainly something to learn and benefit uh, from other cultures. And you see this in the university. You see this in, um, in the workplace, uh, which is becoming more and more diverse by the day. But, yeah, so... Yes. But um I was reading on the internet about El Salvador and it apparently translates to Republic of the Savior?
1: Yes, yes. Okay. So El Salvador is our the Savior. And yeah, that translates in English
0: like that. Right? Is that Savior like um Christianity or some some something else?
1: Yeah, so El Salvador is a very Catholic country. Mm. Um I mean like, when, I guess, back in the day, when Christopher Columbus came over, like, the first place he went, like, he called it Savior, the Savior, mm. but we are not that place, but I guess just, um, I don't really know, like, the history of how El Salvador got its got name, but it is a very Catholic country, Gotcha. and we have a monument um, close to downtown that's, uh, like, the El Salvador Monument.
0: Gotcha. But wait, wait, wait. Christopher Columbus
1: no, 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 also no.
0: spread his treachery all the way to
1: uh, I mean, Central America. Close, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Because that guy, like, yeah. till today, you know the controversy, like, surrounding Definitely. Christopher Columbus, right? We yeah. still celebrate Columbus Day, but, you know... Everyone, I mean Chris Rock, the comedian, had this joke where someone was trying to steal a car and the police caught him. And was like, "No, I didn't steal the car. I discovered it." Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that holiday is slowly
0: gonna not exist anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, another interesting thing I, I found about your country: you guys actually spend U.S. dollars.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know. I mean, when I say when I mention that here, people are all like, "Wow, that's crazy!" So. I feel like when I was little, we still had our our currency, and it was just, like, maybe, like, late 90s that we changed.
0: Gotcha. So it's recent.
1: Yeah, it's fairly recent.
0: And when you say spend U.S. dollar, like, it's the same currency, the same linking, everything is the yeah. same. Yeah. Is the price of goods and services the same as it is in the U.S.?
1: No, so it, even though we use the same currency, like, things are just, some things are cheaper and some things are a bit more expensive than here, but I don't know, if you go out to eat some places, like, you can get a bunch of things for just, like, less than $5, but you would still use the same currency.
0: Gotcha. What What's, like, a popular U.S. restaurant that's, do we have, like, McDonald's or something?
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like we are very... Americanized, that we have a lot of like the brands that you see here over there. We have McDonald's, we have, I mean, that we have some stuff that I feel like here that you don't longer have. We have a Sears. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like, interesting. But there's Burger King. Okay. We have um Denny's. That's like a I recent know Denny's. one. Yeah. yeah, and then we have Starbucks.
0: Yeah, Starbucks is kind of like everywhere.
1: Yeah, and then Pizza Hut. Domino. So, I mean,
0: a lot of the fast food chains we have. Uh, Yeah. So, kind of like, and why I ask that question is kind of like the Big Mac index, right? Right. Which is something we learn in business school. So, if I go to McDonald's in El Salvador, um, how much is like a burger there compared to like the U.S., which is like what? three four bucks i think
1: oh yeah i think you can get a burger for like 99 cents or something
0: wow yeah. okay 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 so i guess even though you spend the same currency there is still a case for you know GDP per capita and mm-hmm. things like that yeah. but does it make it easier with like paying tuition or something in the u.s
1: i yeah definitely because i have a friend um from undergrad that she's Brazilian, and I remember her struggle of thinking, like, oh, when, like, the currency was different, or there was, like, a change when she had to pay tuition, like, she definitely felt the hit more than when it was, like, converted to U.S. dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I, I when I graduated from undergrad, uh, I had a goal of, like, working for five years before I came to school, mm-hmm. so I was, like, kind of, like, saving up, saving up, and saving up, and saving up, and saving up, and I didn't get a car, and I just, like, had an apartment that I shared with, like, three other people just because I wanted to go to school in five years. And all that savings, The when I got admission and, you know, they kind of, like, give you, like, a month or two to pay, within that month or two, like, exchange rates yeah. shot up, like, 200%. Yeah. So it was crazy. <laughs> like, all my savings automatically just became, even though I had some money saved up, like, in dollars, but the money I had saved up in, like, Naira, which is, like, local currency in Nigeria, just mm-hmm. became, like, almost worthless, I'm like what the hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like crazy like, it's, it's it's a blessing that you don't have to deal with the whole exchange rate yeah
1: uh, yeah definitely It would thing. be very chaotic and sometimes I forget about that and I just know people that have to do that exchange thing like especially my friend from Brazil and Honduras Honduras is also I mean I have a friend and he mentioned that in some cases, you, they use both currencies sometimes, like the U.S. dollar and the Honduran currency.
0: But gotcha, um, that must be very interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, well, unlike me that came here to the U.S. for grad school, you've been here for a while, right? Yes. Yeah. So when was the first time you touched down in the U.S. And My tell me, ever? tell me that <laughs> no, not ever like okay. moved to the okay, U.S. Okay, basically.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, that's
0: actually a, a good question. When was the first time you came like ever?
1: I feel like I was, I was little. I was like maybe four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel maybe, I don't know if I was here before that, but I know there's pictures of me in Lake Tahoe when I was like four, so. Gotcha. For sure Yeah. I mean, my from my mom's side, we have a lot of family in California. Mm. And also from my dad's side, my aunt used to live in, in California. So when we would come to the U.S., it was predominantly California. Or Florida, because it was, like, closest, like Miami. Gotcha. But when I moved here, I I went to undergrad in UC Santa Barbara in California.
0: UC is the University of
1: California, right? Yeah. Gotcha. So that was back in 2012 Mm -hmm. when I officially moved here. And then I was there... For four years, moved to San Francisco for a year, but then went back to Los So I have I have like a year in between being there, being here in undergrad, and then being here in graduate school.
0: Gotcha. And, and yeah. what, what did you study at uh, UC Santa Barbara?
1: I actually studied
0: aquatic biology. Aquatic <laughs> biology. Yeah. Gotcha. So do you know where Aquaman is? No, oh, no. So
1: I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Why aquatic biology? Does that have anything to do with the fact that um, El Salvador uh, is kind of like an ocean country, kind of? Or it was just something you were like, interested in or what informed that decision?
1: I feel like it was definitely my, I don't know, I really loved the ocean when I was young. We, we had this beach house that we would go to and I have really fond memories about it. And I just, ever since I remember it, I... I I remember being with my mom and, and my family just in that beach. We we would have little, like, tide pools, and I would, like, be fascinated all the ocean life. Mm-hmm. So when it came to, like, my undergraduate career, I felt I was a bit lost at first. I didn't really know what I wanted to study. But then just, like, the yeah, I came up like, oh, marine, marine biology, that sounds great. Why not? So definitely I went that route. Um, when I graduated, it was very hard to find a job, so... I should have probably reconsidered, but yeah, probably because you were
0: in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was in San in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, course. But overall, just it was hard to find a job because marine biology is very, I don't know, very sciencey, and a lot of people that study that went on to the academia route, so they wanted to become professors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that wasn't really my route. I wanted mm-hmm. to do more like conservation rather than teach. So. I don't know, I feel like it, definitely my studies in my biology has have led me where I am today now that I want to, I'm studying business, but I still want to focus on the whole idea of conservation or sustainability. Like, I, st- I still feel like even though I've changed routes, like, there's still kind of an overall love of ocean and the earth, like, I feel like I still have it. Even with my
0: change of careers. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And you just made me remember uh, Lil Dicky, who re- who released the uh, what's the name of that song? Earth, I think. I think Earth Day was like two days ago, or a day ago, or something. And, and you know there was all this talk about you know conservation and sustainability and things like. that. And he's uh, a uh, popular rapper, uh, Lil Dicky did a song like uh, Chris Brown and a couple of other people. He released this song called Earth, and he had all these people there like Snoop Dogg, Kevin Hart, uh, Ariana Grande. Wow. And a couple of people. So yeah, it was a really, really cool song. Yeah. Nice. I might to well hear it. <laughs> yep, yep. You should, should. What kind of music do you listen to?
1: I like oh, like Latin music.
0: Mm. So. Some Luis Fonsi or yes,
1: Luis Fonsi. Mm-hmm. Um. I like. I mean, there's like Nicky Jam Osuna. <laughs> oh Nicky Osuna. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Osuna has really
0: become. Osuna is a taki taki, right?
1: I think so,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I'm does. really bad in, like, remembering
1: who does which song, but yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, real science. <laughs>
0: There's right. Maluma as well. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. And I think I can draw some parallels there, right, because we have some, I don't know if you've listened to, like, West African music or Afro oh, beats no. or things like that, but I'll definitely introduce you to some, like, after this podcast. We, okay. we have that, like, sambal and some of those, like, Afro-Caribbean and, um, um, American, and when I say American, I mean like South and Central American feel in some of our music, and some of our artists are actually really popular in like Central America and South America. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. so
0: it's a, it's a, you should, I'll introduce you to a couple of people, like the, the, there's a guy called Timaya. Okay. And yeah, he did the song with Sean Paul and a couple of other people, and he's like, he's outside Nigeria, he's really popular,
1: like in mm-hmm. South America and Central America. Okay, so no, yeah, looking forward
0: still listening into these guys <laughs> gotcha gotcha so um just backtracking a little bit so you grew up in uh in El salvador um your family was a mix of cultures uh you came to the u s really young came back uh studied aquatic biology on the west coast but right now you're completing a business degree on the east coast like and i again I was talking to you before the podcast like it's really rare to see people, like, move <coughs> from West Coast to East Coast. Yeah. So most people I, I either yeah. move from East Coast to West Coast or Midwest to West Coast. Or West Coast cause those are two really polarizing, like, East Coast is all, like, business and money and yeah. government. The West Coast is more, like, sustainability and, you know, caring about, you know, things like that. So, like, how did you... Make that decision, and how are you finding this so far? What What do you see strange in the East Coast yeah. culture? <clears throat>
1: Sorry. Um. Yeah. I mean, when I started to think about grad school, I had already lived in California for five years. Yeah, five years. So for my next kind of move, I I was starting to think that maybe I wanted to do or go somewhere else. Like I wanted to explore a different place and the east coast was starting to intrigue me because definitely for when i was in high school a lot of people were when were applying to schools in schools in the east coast but i was a bit of a rebel and i wanted to go where nobody was going which was california Mm -hmm. but then the east coast slowly like started to look very i don't know very cool to me because you have so many cities so close like it seems like a, a very small Europe that you have New York, Boston, Philly, DC, all of these cities kind of like relatively close that you could you know be moving around and stuff and I also like the sense of like city that you hard. I mean you can see it in California with San Francisco but San Francisco is such a like city like it's a very like expanded city like it's not condensed that anything is close like everything is close but then you have to drive so it's Everything is so far away from in California. So I wanted to go to a city that felt that I could like, walk and I don't know. And also my brother went to Penn State. So mm. when I went to his campus when he was graduating, I really loved the whole like Brickstone buildings, And it was just a different place. So I applied to American because I liked their program. I, I wanted a combination of an MBA, but that I could also have some sustainability within my classes. And also there's a lot of Salvadorians here. So that really helped in my choice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like here in D.C.?
1: Yeah. Really? D.C. is the second largest city with Salvadorians after the capital.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. You introduced me to some Salvadorians.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: Let's see. Let's see how the Salvadorians party. (laughs) (laughs) So okay, cool, cool, cool. And um, you talk a lot about Europe. Do you have, um, like, and I know, like, obviously, uh, you have some European background, but do you just, uh, you have kind of like an affinity to Europe, like you love Europe? Is that somewhere you see yourself like backpacking through Europe or some settling, like, eventually or something? Because I'm, I'm picking, and I might, I might be wrong, but you know,
1: I feel like. I do love Europe. Like, I feel like it is a very interesting place. And definitely for grad school, I was thinking of, 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 like, applying and going to Europe as well. Mm -hmm. Like, going and settling down, I'm not sure. I feel like before I... I mean, it's still something that it's a possibility, so why not? Yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, definitely. Right now, my brother and my cousin live in Paris. Wow. So definitely, if I go back, like to live somewhere, I would probably think Paris because I have family there. Have you been? Yes, I've been.
0: Nice. So
1: I did a study abroad in Paris when I was in my undergrad. I went during the summer, so I, I really loved it. It was, it was like, summer in
0: Paris. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then I, I've just been very lucky that I've been able to travel around in Europe. That I feel like. I pretty
0: much had it down. <laughs> How many countries have you been to so far?
1: Like in Europe or total? Ever, total. I ever. feel like I need to count it, but...
0: More I, than 10? Less than 10? I
1: feel like more
0: than 10. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You're a well-traveled young lady. What's mm-hmm. the most fun place you've been to so far?
1: Australia, and
0: then we went together. Oh, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, interesting because, yeah, uh, so we're both in the same school, right? And I actually recorded an episode in Australia a couple of weeks ago. But I had never met Natalie in school, or we had met, but I didn't like know, know her, know her,
1: yeah, in
0: DC, in even though both of us went to the same grad school. But we happened to go to the NBA World Summit in Australia, and that's where we kind of like met, so we had to travel. <laughs> what, 10,000 miles? <laughs> yeah, in
1: order to have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, in order
0: to like, have a good conversation, now we're back in D.C. on the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, um, she, she strikes me as uh, someone who's like really jovial, um, funny. I wish we were recording this on video so you guys would see her smile uh, <laughs> and I laugh, but yeah. she's. Um, is that also something that, and I know that uh, you said you spend a lot of time with your family, so you probably you know grew up around a lot of love, family events, or do you have like a comedic side? We don't know about. Do you enjoy comedy or something? Was or just your personality.
1: <laughs> I love comedy. I don't think that I'm a, that much of a funny person, um, but I love I love to laugh. I feel like people when they met when they meet me, I, I I'm a very what's it called? I feel like there's a better term in Spanish, but like I'm a chief laugh. Laferter. I don't know.
0: What's what's the term in Spanish? Eh,
1: goza barato. Goza? Barato.
0: Goza barato? Yeah. So
1: I, I like have like fun or or I, I laugh very cheaply. Like <laughs> I feel like that's a weird translation, but <laughs>
0: goza barato. Yes. Okay, so let's break it down. What's goza?
1: Goza is like happiness, I think. <laughs>
0: okay. Barato? Cheap. <clears throat> Cheap laughed okay yeah okay go barato so
1: I feel like I yeah so i I usually I laugh at everything so when people first meet me a lot of them have told me like wow, I'm like funny today or so you know because they see that I'm like laughing so much and then they realize oh no this girl just laughs at everything I'm not funny <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay but yeah I really like to laugh so but I, I really like comedy I feel like
0: why your favorite comedians? Oh my God! What's
1: his name?
0: I like John. John, John Stewart?
1: No. John
0: Oliver? No. <laughs> John. <laughs> How many Johns do I know? I feel like. Oh, what country is from? I have really bad. I'm a
1: really bad with names. But isn't it like no? I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about this. But I, I have okay. it stuck in my head. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. And I, and I asked that question right because um, I, I kind of like wanted to also draw parallels in the comedy side because. Okay. Growing up in Nigeria, I knew of a bunch of comedians. Back in the day, like, not just comedians, like, in the arts in general, in culture. Everyone wanted to be, like, the West. So Mm -hmm. when I I watched uh, George Lopez's show, George Lopez was pretty much, he's Latino, but he's pretty much, like, Americanized, basically. So that was my view of, like.
1: Latin. Latin. Oh, but okay. growing up
0: and coming to the US and like you know, getting to know like Luis Ponzi and uh, uh is it Bad Rabbit? What? Oh name?
1: oh Bad Bunny?
0: Bad Bunny. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pretty, well, that's fine. <laughs> Bad Bunny and uh uh Danny Rovira the people like that, I was yeah. like you can see, like, people are really, and to your point, right, about, you know, growing up uh, in a family with different backgrounds, that like people are starting to identify with. So it's it's not as cool to be, like, Western, totally Western now, you know, right? People identify with. Back home, we, we have musicians and comedians and actors that act and sing and perform in local languages also. Mm-hmm. So if you watch them on YouTube, if you don't understand the language, like, and this is something that I... I uh, that was common with Gada also who's was kinda of like in your class. Like yeah, yeah. there are some comedians like in, in the Emirates and in the Middle East who are oh. like performing in Arabic. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just pretty cool to see that hey, you know, uh, you can exist outside of
1: Yeah, no, and you know? that's so interesting that you say that because definitely I feel like when you think about comedians, I always immediately think of American comedians. But I have a friend in El Salvador that he recently was like, oh, I'm going to go to see this comedy show. And I was like, whoa, like that's happening in El Salvador, you know, like Mm. it's cool that you also see that, like where you're from and you get to hear comedy in Spanish and stuff. But it's definitely when you first, at least for me, when I first think about comedy, I think like Comedy Central and the US and stuff, you
0: know? Gotcha. I mean, Comedy Central is pretty much dead, but
1: hey. I don't really watch TV, so. (laughs) No one does. Yeah.
0: I've never purchased a TV in my life, and I'm so proud of it.
1: Like <laughs> a TV, like the TV? Yeah,
0: like with my money, no. Oh. Like the, the only TV I've had was given to me by my dad just yeah. as I graduated um, undergrad or something. Or was given, or I took one, one or the other.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and that's the
0: only TV I've owned, and I, and I never really watched it, like, you know, wearing like you know, all these on-demand streaming platforms here and
1: there. Yeah, now you don't uh, really need yeah, it.
0: People can like consume entertainment uh, however they want, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, It's it gets, it's, and wait, let me see if I can remember. Guso, Goso Barato.
1: You have it, you have it. Guso
0: okay. Barato. Oh, no, help me oh, out.
1: Gosa Barato.
0: Gosa Barato. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Anyway,
0: because your Facebook profile also says, it has a quote that says, laugh as much as you breathe <laughs> and love as much as you live. So I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs>
1: You
0: really did your research. <laughs> no, hey, blame grad school, man. You know, everything they teach you, hey, do your research, do your research. So, yes, yeah, that, definitely. That, sometimes I approach, like, podcast interviews that way,
1: too. That's
0: great. Well, yeah, it's really, you have a really interesting background, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what you de- do in the future, you know, being that bridge between, um, um somewhat of between, like, maybe, I don't want to say, I always say the West, right? So, like, yes. the West and maybe. Latin America and the rest of the world. Uh, But what do you really want to do, like, in the future? What do you see yourself doing, like, either professionally, personally, whatever?
1: So, my plan for the future is... So, right now, I'm I'm getting my MBA. I'm almost done with my first year. Then, my second year, my plan is to focus on courses that deal with sustainability and also courses that deal with data analytics. Mm -hmm. So, I see myself working... Within kind of like the sustainability umbrella, but function-wise, look at metrics and how to keep like I definitely want to work for companies to help them mitigate their pollution in the earth. So just kind of like find a way to work with like their metrics and their sustainability goals and like quantify how like how much impact they're really creating. So that would be ideal. That would be a great path. But definitely, I want my plan more long term. I want to work, uh, I have experience abroad, so either in the U.S. or I'm I'm really open moving anywhere. But I want to have a good experience abroad, and eventually, my plan is to go back to El Salvador. And when I feel like I'm an expert in this area that I end up doing, um, I'm able to go back and implement it in El Salvador.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And hey, that's a that's a noble objective because uh, you know, in one way or another, we have to. Um, and you know learning from other cultures but also using it in a meaningful way to contribute back to humanity so yeah that's i mean i wish you all the best and obviously yeah we'll still kind of keep in touch so when you're in the el salvadorian what's the official government house in el salvador so kind of like the white house what's
1: it called i think we, we just say like a white house. What <laughs> no, I mean, there's a house. I mean, it's white. <laughs> okay. But, no, not, oh my God. Is, is it Spanish name, name or English? English? No, it's a Spanish name. Okay. No, no, we, we just call it like La Casa Presidencial.
0: La casa that's casa is house, I know yeah. that one. Presidencia is president's yeah. house. Hey! But,
1: ha, my Spanish,
0: you. my Spanish is improving.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a pretty much the presidential
0: house. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Have you ever heard about pigeon English? What? Pigeon English.
1: Pigeon? Yeah. Pigeon.
0: No, not pigeon like the bird. Yeah. Pigeon like P-I-D-G-I-N. Pigeon English.
1: Pigeon. No, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's
0: it's English, but it's 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 a language. But it's spoken by people in West, Central, and sometimes East Africa, and also the islands. Uh Um, So Jamaica, I think, has a form of pidgin English, but Barbados. So it's kind of like speaking English with an accent or some things change, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, like if I was to say um, hola, for instance, which is Spanish for hi. Yeah in pigeon english is how far like the words how and far
1: and that is ola
0: yeah that's like if i if i meet you and i'm like hey natalie how far like i'm just saying hey what's up natalie like oh, how you doing
1: interesting yeah but you're saying how far yeah <laughs> no how far it's not literally like yeah, how far but, but you know
0: so it's kind of like taking words so the origin of the language obviously you no know, colonization mm-hmm. and things like that so um, I guess um, the the first generation of um, indigens and things like that they they couldn't really um, obviously they had their local language but English English was being forced upon them so just another version of English just developed mm-hmm. you know and it became yeah. its own so I, I always like to. Uh, and now mm. it's, it's kind of like a classism thing that, you know, blah, 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 speaking English, speaking pigeon English. But, you know, I always like to promote pigeon English. Okay, and yeah. Just, like, teach pigeon English to as many people
1: as I can. Oh, okay. But, so you, I'll teach you Spanish. You teach me pigeon English. Uh, no wahala, no wahala. No wahala
0: no, 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 no means no problem. <laughs> no
1: wahala. No wahala.
0: No wahala. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you said that with an accent. <laughs> say, say that
1: again. No wahala.
0: Yeah, he said I have a very good Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> no hala, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. If you ever find yourself, I mean, you're going to go to Cape Town, right? Yes. In a couple of weeks. Right. So I don't know if they speak so much pigeon English in South Africa, but. Yeah, if you find a couple of Nigerians or whoever in yeah. South Africa, yeah, you can call me and I can teach you a few words. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll be in Cape Town like, no, sir, I need your help. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. You can, you can say, uh, let me see, which which other, which other um, what other words are there to learn? Just kind of like meeting someone for the first time, like how far, and you respond like I did. I de. means like I'm good. I de. Yeah, I did. So how far I did? You don't chop. That's have you eaten? That kind of thing. Wow.
1: No, so, yeah. no I'll chop. You. You.
0: Don't. Don't. Chop. Chop. Yeah. Don't chop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so <It's
1: cool. laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: So yeah, I mean, the the world is global, but hey, you know that there, there 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 are lots of things to learn. Um, uh, outside. But yeah, this has been fun. Um, this is really fun. I, I
1: feel like I, I a couple of questions I haven't asked you. No, go for it. I feel like this this is going by so quickly. <laughs> I know, right? I know.
0: That. I kind of like wanted to ask about uh, your, your time in California, even though we've yeah. moved on from that topic. Uh, I mean, you were inside of Bra. you were in California. Were you close to the tech community in any way, or did you interact with that space because um, I, I feel one thing that technology offers right in our bid to kind of like uh, make the world a better place or you know mm-hmm. kind of like sustainability, whatever, like leveraging technology and anything you want to do. so I, I'm just curious to know if you interacted with our whole ecosystem like San Francisco, Silicon Valley, that kind
1: of thing. Yeah, I mean, when I was living in in San Francisco, really you you definitely felt Silicon Valley was like nearby. I mean, I felt like I probably drove around. Yes, I definitely drove around that area and saw, like, Google and Facebook and all that stuff. And a lot of people from that have worked in Silicon Valley also lived in San Francisco. So you would see, like, these huge buses, like, kind of transporting the people from San Francisco to Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, California is just such an incredible place that you definitely sense this whole kind of innovative, I don't know, um, environment. Mm-hmm. Where even just like that's where I definitely started to see more about like how businesses could be more involved in their carbon footprint and just be more responsible. Like in San Francisco, you had you went to any store and all the cutlery they would give you was compostable. Wow! Like a few few places gave you straws. Um, just anything that you would purchase, it was you could either compost it or it was re- easily recyclable. Gotcha. So it was just like, I was like, wow. And there's no plastic bags there. Like, <sighs> the grocery stores give you brown bags. So I was definitely in, like, the mecca of... I mean, there's definitely more to be done, but definitely you feel like they are more, like, a step ahead, a like, step anywhere ahead. else. Um, so it, it was a very interesting place to live. And then when I was in Santa Barbara, that was also, like, a, a whole other experience, but it was very amazing because I lived in... the a small college town next to the university. So it's very much like what you picture, like a coastal California town, like people with their bikes. The beach was like right Surfing. there. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was really amazing to also be very much like, um, I don't know. You you felt like you definitely were less impactful. Like, I mean, I would bike every day. And then there was like this cute little like grocery co-op where you would get your french Fresh vegetables. It's definitely like a whole other life that I really miss, but... Gotcha, gotcha. It's very, it's a very, like, I love California. I I hope that maybe my life takes me back
0: there one day. <laughs> California. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, California is always a step ahead of the curve, like you say, and a lot of that has to do with, like, government policy, right? Like, they're yeah. yeah, always implementing new policy. I mean, I was doing some research on um women in boards and executive positions and yeah. California has passed this law that uh, each company if you are publicly listed you have to have uh, uh I think 30 percent or 40 percent of your board makeup be women
1: yeah if you're
0: publicly listed and you're headquartered in California mm-hmm. you know so most of those tech companies are gonna have uh, bunches. That's if they don't, like, go outside and uh, incorporate in Dublin or whatever.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: that that's by the way. But yeah, it's a pretty interesting city, and a friend of mine who's, who wants to take the bar, and he was talking about taking the bar in California, the state of California, and I was like, oh, isn't, like, the New York bar exam like, the most difficult or whatever? And he was like, dude, do you know how many freaking laws California has? <laughs>
1: True, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a lot. Like, even voting in California is, is like, it, the process is a little bit more cumbersome than voting anywhere else because California is always a step out of which is good. Yeah. You know, they always put a lot of things. So it's not just about money. It's it's always about, like, sustainability yeah. and, you know, um, things like that. So, hey, really good. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for coming, Natalie. Mucho gracias.
1: nada ah, no, no, sir. Muchas gracias por tenerme aquí. Oh,
0: okay, okay, you have to tell me what that is. <laughs> Thank
1: you for having me here. Can say that one more time? Muchas gracias por tenerme aquí en tu podcast. Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting there, guys. I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll probably get like a Spanish dictionary or something. What's the best way to learn Spanish? Do I have to watch a lot of soap operas? What can I need could. To do?
1: I mean, I think it's pretty much just being immersed in it, so just kind of hang out with me and my, like, Spanish peeps, and then you can definitely... I mean, now that I know
0: that there are a lot of El Salvadorans in D.C., definitely, we'll see how we can bring El Salvador, there's also a large Ethiopian community, and a bunch of other Sudanese community also,
1: but hey, we'll see. Like, D.C. is so diverse, really, so... Yeah. Uh, and so many good foods as well. <laughs> it, oh, are they like El Salvadorian restaurants?
0: Like yeah. specifically for El Salvador or just kind of like Latino restaurants?
1: No, there are like Salvadorian restaurants. There's a really okay.
0: good one in Arlington. Called really? Doña Susana. <laughs> Doña Susana? Yeah. What's, oh. what's the major dish in El Salvador? What's like a staple food?
1: Pupusas.
0: Pupusas? Yes. Yeah. That sounds like a drink.
1: No. <laughs>
0: sounds like mamosas. <laughs> oh,
1: my
0: God. It sounds like fufu. Fufu is uh, West African pupusas. What's it made from?
1: It's uh, It has um corn dough, and then you put inside cheese, or you can put beans and pork. Wow. Whatever. Like, there's, like, stuff. Wait,
0: so the inside. corn uh, corn is used to make, like, a dough-like bread, kind of.
1: Yeah, so it, it looks kind of like, have you seen, like, those thick tortillas? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll but it's that. like a, a flat kind of tortilla that you have like, that's stuffed with bean. You gotcha. can choose either just cheese or cheese and beans, beans and pork. Like, there's different varieties that you can have, and I love it. That's like...
0: Okay, pupusas. <laughs> We're going to try out some pupusas really yeah. soon. Arlington, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch in D.C., but I feel like that one is the one that gotcha. okay. when you come
0: back from uh, Dubai we'll take a trip
1: <laughs> definitely <laughs>
0: alright uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll, I'll, I'll allow um, Natalie wrap up in Spanish so just kind of like thank everyone for listening tell them to follow us on social media and send us an email podcast at gmail.com go cool. okay. uh, muchas gracias a
1: todos por escuchar Eh, Asegurense de seguir a Nosa en, los, en las plataformas sociales. <laughs> and email at
0: culturalclasspodcast at gmail.com. There
1: you have
0: it. <laughs> hey, gracias. <laughs>